ladies. I hope that you're having an awesome day. Welcome to Monday. I can't believe it's the last day of February. Um, there's a part of me that thinks this year has taken forever to go by. <laughs> and another part of me that's like, oh my gosh, we're moving into March. So we are moving right around. Maybe you're at this point in your health journey where you're going, oh my gosh, it's March. And I said, I was starting in January and here we are at the end of two months. And maybe you haven't started up yet, or maybe you're not where you expected you would be yet. So we're really going to dive into that. And maybe you're here and you have that same thought and you've been persevering through using the spirit of self-control to get you to where you want to be. So I am so proud of you either way, because you've made a choice this year to continue being healthy or to start being healthy. And we're going to talk about how the Lord can help us through that with one of the gifts of the spirit he gave us, the spirit of self-control. It is probably one of the most difficult spirits to have, right? It's one of those like, oh, it's a blessing, but I don't want to do this. So we're going to break that down. Good morning, Hannah. Today, if you are joining us live for this recording of the podcast in the Fit and Faithful Moms group, Welcome. We are here every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, that's when we record the podcast. If you're looking to share this with friends, I've had a lot of people say that they want to share the podcast or they want to share this group, but their friends aren't on Facebook, or maybe they want to listen on the road. You can download and listen to this on any of your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, um, Apple Music, and more. Just search Fit and Faithful Moms on that podcast app. This will come up and on Tuesdays, Mondays lives are uploaded on there. So you'll have 50, 60, upwards of 65, I think, trainings on there free for you to listen to and um, get encouragement from. So before we start, we always open in prayer. If there's something that you would like prayer for, please let us know if you want to share that. Do, we're going to come around you and pray for you a lot of times. Um, in life, we can say, we don't have someone around us, or we don't have this, or we don't have a friend. There's people right here in this group that want to pray for you and encourage you and uplift you and support you. So drop that push past your comfort zone. That's constantly what I'm pushing my clients to do is constantly what I'm pushing myself to do push past your comfort zone and ask for help. We're not all mind readers, right? Because we go around with smiles on our face, acting like everything's fine. And then we're like, well, they don't care. They didn't even ask, but we're looking like this and feeling like this. And there's a reason why no one's like, what's wrong? Because we're not being ourselves. We're just being superficial. Be yourself. It's safe to do that here. Be yourself. Let us know what's going on. Amy needs prayer. So if you want to share, please do. And we can come around and pray specifically for you. If you don't want to share what's going on, that's okay too. Sometimes things need to be between you and God, right? We see that with Jesus when he only kept a few uh, disciples with him. We see that multiple times where he would kick everybody out and just keep things between him and God, especially when Lazarus died, right? He had to kick some people out and say, get out. I need to do this on my own with my father. And there's other times that he is surrounded with people. So let us know how we can help and pray for you today. I am absolutely praying. Stacy um, says for her son, Nathan, alcohol is a, um, 
of a dangerous thing and it's a glorified thing for us women in this society that's alive for another day we always are like we're just gonna come down with a glass of wine at night and um the world glorifies it right but the enemy uses it to destroy it as it is not uh you when it's not used in the right context and when it's used to suppress emotions or um to bring up emotions and all those things that alcohol is not a cure right so um, we'll absolutely be praying for that and it's a scary scary thing any type of addiction so we're praying for that amy is looking for prayers as well where she's saying hello i'm not sure <laughs> but we're praying for amy and we're saying hello back to her too so let us open in prayer and we'll hop right into this there's a lot to cover on self-control today and how it relates to our fitness and our health journeys good morning christy so lord thank you so much for bringing us together today father you say we're two or more are gathered you are there and father i truly fully believe that we are together here brought together by the internet which is something we so often curse but lord you are allowing it to be used for good as well father we're praying for those in ukraine right now so heavy um for the safety of those children for those families for um just everything that's going on there it, it puts things into perspective when we are here in the United States, um, and it puts things into perspective when we get to openly pray and say we love Jesus without um, being killed. Others may judge us, others may throw stones or words or condemn what we say, but Lord, we're, we're not being killed here for it. So um, I just want us to remember those blessings that we have, that we can sing your praises, out loud without being attacked, that we can call on your name and um, not be fearful of that type of intense persecution, Lord, that we are waking up today not worried about um, how our kids are going to be safe with bombs dropping around them. Father, we are just praying for that situation um, and we come together for that. Father, I pray for um, everyone who has something going on. Father, we are all going through something. And sometimes it's so easy to get wrapped up in what we are going on, um, that we have going on. We forget that other people are going through things too. So Lord, help us in our pain to reach out and help someone else. Help us to be your feet. Help us to be your light. Help us to enhance and um, deliver your kingdom to those who need it the most. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Amy says both. <laughs> Sorry, Amy, I was mid-prayer. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Samantha. Uh, Christy's saying hello again because um, she is one of my coaches, one of the coaches in the Methodized Mom program, and she hosted our live this morning while I was live in the 28-day program. So we're finishing up one 28-day program with our February challengers. We're starting another one tomorrow to get through March. So if nutrition is on your mind and you're looking to streamline some things in your nutrition and push just how far that self-control can go, let me know. You can uh, comment 28 below and we can get you some information on that challenge group that is starting for the month of March. But I really am excited to get into the spirit of self-control. Um, I know that you know 
by now, I talk to hundreds of women each week. <laughs> um, on average, it's about 105 people that I talk to each week, women. And the reoccurring theme that I hear is self-control and motivation and that they don't have any, right? That they don't have any motivation. They don't have any self-control. They, they see chocolate and then, you know, walls break down or they get through Monday through Friday and they, they put so much effort into getting through the week that the weekend comes and they go, I'm going to treat myself with that. That hurts me. Do you do that? Like, oh, I'm going to treat myself with a milkshake. I know that dairy aggravates me, but I don't care. I'm treating myself with food. I'm making myself feel better with food. I'm making my reward food. It's a hard thing to switch your mindset that food is not going to bring you happiness. In fact, it most often brings us guilt, but the enemy uses it in that way, just like, right? With um, alcohol we were talking about, right? Like, oh, I deserve a treat. It was a hard day. I deserve cake, wine, beer, whatever else, a bag of chips, what, or a family-sized bag of chips, a box of heart chocolates, because they're on sale. Like, you know, Valentine's Day was over. I didn't get enough heart box chocolates and they're 70% off. So I can have the box, right? And the enemy uses that like, hey, this is good. This is for you. And in moderation, yes, those things can be good. When they replace where our joy comes from though, that's when we run into issues. When we say we're happy when we get to unwind with our wine at the end of the night, not we're happy and content in all situations, which Jesus called us to be because we find our joy in him, not in a bottle of wine, not in a box of chocolates, not in a bag of chips, not in any food source. I am to be content when I'm hungry and full, when I'm happy and sad, when I'm going through something difficult and I'm on the mountaintop, I am to be content and happy when we so often just push through to check off health check marks that we're no longer content with ourselves because we're not doing enough. We think, oh, we did all of this. And now these checklists don't matter. You know, I see so many people that motivation just doesn't come naturally. And guess what? It doesn't. I am never motivated to work out. I bet there's some fitness uh, and I am, I'm a fitness freak. Like I need to exercise. My energy is typically up here. Always very high, like ADD anxiety ridden person. So if I don't work out, I'm operating up here and I don't operate up there very well. Got to get my energy out. I'm like a child. <laughs> don't run it off, Heather. Like you need to run off your energy. That's me. I'm still not motivated to work out every morning at six. Like the alarm goes off and I'm like, you know, what's better for me? This sleep, <laughs> not moving. But you know what follows after? Guilt and pressure. Same thing with food 
right? I don't always have the motivation to eat healthy. Are you kidding me? I was just on vacation with my husband, like a long weekend with him. When I'm faced with donuts and really good seafood and although seafood's not bad, but all the other stuff they put it in (laughs) probably is, right? And all these other things, desserts and people celebrating and celebrating with food. I'm not motivated to continue having my smoothie every day and my peanut butter toast with (laughs) sliced up bananas. No, I want to have donuts and all of this stuff. I'm not motivated to do that. I'm not motivated. The funny thing is Irene, she goes, I wish I had more energy. You get more energy from working out, but it also brings your energy down. So it's a double-edged sword. Gives you both. It's one of those great gifts that the Lord gave us to move our body, to give us energy by moving our bodies, by fueling our bodies correctly. But we follow the world who tells us we need to work out for 90 minutes each, each day and only eat clean and When you do eat a bag of chips or some chocolate, you're a failure, so don't come back. We've grown up with these weight loss clinics, and I've worked in some, where you're told when you step on that scale, if you gained weight, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You must have had too much of something. You must have done this. And you go, I followed the plan. I I don't know what's happening. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's not always your fault. You don't always have to listen to the world that's, that's bringing you down. You can gain five pounds today and only drink water. That's just how our bodies work. So let's get into the spirit of self-control a little bit. I have a lot of notes on it um, because I'm, I'm very near and dear to it. So your motivation, you're never going to have enough of it. You're not, you're just going to have to get yourself to do it. You have a choice every day to get up, and better yourself, right? Or say, I'm not going to. We have the choice to say, I'm going to get up and worship and praise Jesus, or I don't have to. We have the choice to say, I'm going to get up and go to work and make money for my family and provide, or I'm not going to. No one's making you go to work, right? I mean, you'd get fired. There's a repercussion, but no one's making you go to work. No one's making you eat anything, right? No one's making you have to work out, but there is something that follows your decisions. No one's making you follow Jesus. You chose to follow Jesus, right? Let's really look at this spirit of self-control. Continence is also in the Bible of what it's called. So really continence is self-control or temperance. I love those words. And it does not mean denying yourself what one needs or even necessarily what you want, right? So long as what you want lines up with what is biblical, lines up with what is good. If you're struggling with alcohol and you want to go to a bar, that probably doesn't line up with what's good for you. If you want to, I want to say like jacuzzi in (laughs) to hot chocolate, right? Like, just like, I want to fondue myself in chocolate right now and eat it all, but you struggle with sweets. That's probably not what's best for you. Self-control means enjoying things in moderation, 
moderation of all things as long as what you want is something good, right? Chocolate's not bad. It did not beat you up. Didn't do anything to you. It's just food. It's fine. It, it's okay. There's a cocoa plant. We're good. It's good. Salty things. Your body needs salt. We're called to be the salt of the earth, right? Good thing. But I can't be a pillar of salt. We know what happens when you look back and look and dive deep and put more faith and energy into a thing than Jesus. Salt is good. A pillar of salt is not. Chocolate is good. Bathing in a chocolate fondue, probably not, right? Exercise is good. Exercising all day, not good. No, that's not good for you. Starving yourself to lose those three pounds you did this weekend, also not good. We need to be in sound mind when we're making these decisions. So when you're praying for self-control, which is something the spirit gives you, you need to be in prayer. You need to be in constant prayer with what you are doing, right? Dark chocolate is completely fine. And Catherine, what do you mean? What do I mean? (laughs) You can elaborate on what do I mean? We are to be in prayer of everything that we do. So if we're trying to combat our self-control on our own, it's not going to work. You cannot say, I am going to resist sweets and just cut it all out on my own. It doesn't last. How many of us have tried it? How many diets do the typical American woman or does the typical American woman try in a year or during her lifetime? 197. That tells me trying it on your own does not work. It won't get you the results that you're looking for. You have to do it with prayer. You have to do it with moderation. You cannot just do this on your own. We're meant to go through this with community. We're meant to go through this with Christ. We're meant to do this with each other. And you just slicing something off and saying, I'm no longer going to do that. Doesn't work. It it can't work. Because in 1 Peter 4, 7, everything needs to be done with sound mind, self-controlled, and sober in prayer. I um, used to take sober as like not drinking, right? But how many of us get drunk off of our emotions? How many of us get drunk off of a situation? Like our mind goes nuts over certain things that are happening to us. That's not sober in prayer. That's not taking a deep breath and coming to him. For this very reason, we'll look at 2 Peter 2. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness. Goodness with knowledge, and that's knowledge from the Lord. Knowledge with self-control, coming sober in prayer, and self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness. These things have a growth on each other, right? And we don't just get to endurance with godliness without having knowledge, without having self-control, without having endurance with our self-control. We have to build on these things. It's not like, you know what I'm going to do today? Have self-control. 
And I'm not first looking to the word. And I'm not first making sure what I'm trying to have self-control over lines up with what God says. We just go, I'm cutting out sugar. That's it. Done. End of list. That's what someone on the infomercial at 2 a.m. said. And that's what I'm doing. I'm cutting out sugar. Oh, now I'm cutting out carbs. I'm not eating anything but kale. That's it. And we just make these decisions, not sober in prayer, rash, just these rash decisions about our health. We don't get to that point of endurance with godliness until we take the first step of supplementing our faith with goodness, right? Goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control. That's how you start working up the steps. We don't just say, I'm going to run a marathon, right? I'm running a marathon and then do it. Girl, you would, you would hurt yourself. Your muscles would be like, oh heck, no, this isn't happening. The lungs that you were blessed with would be like, oh, we haven't walked for 28 minutes. Never mind, 21 miles. Like, what are we doing? So let's look a little bit more about self-control. Because according to Galatians 5.23, self-control is a product of having the Holy Spirit. Being a product of the Holy Spirit means that having the Holy Spirit is a prerequisite and listening to it is the prerequisite of that. You cannot just make choices on your own without first being sober in prayer and listening to that inner dwelling in that transformational change that comes from the Holy Spirit. So we're not looking for self-control out of my will and my strength. I'm looking for self-control to come from the Holy Spirit to help me because I cannot be healthy on my own. I cannot live in this world on my own. I cannot parent my kids on my own. I cannot be a good friend. I cannot be growing in Christ with myself trying to do it all. I cannot be in control of everything. I can't be in control of these 30 minutes. I always go over. I try to stay within my 30 minutes. I never do. So if I was like, you know what? I can't do it. I can't, I can't ever stick to 30, 30 minutes. No, I can't. I have to lean into the self-control that comes from the Holy Spirit. And we so often allow the enemy to come and show us friends or things on Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're scrolling that isn't actually feeding your spirit. It's actually really bringing you down and you just still do it because we're addicted to it. And it's fine. I do it too. But we scroll through these things and we see all these women who seem to just be overcoming everything, waking up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They might be morning people. You're not. It's fine. They are delegating and doing all these things with their kids and have energy. There comes a point where we all crash. We're seeing others highlight reels on our feeds, right? That's not real life. So not only are we trying to overcome um, our temptation of ourselves that we have with self-control, 
or trying to overcome the temptation of judging our lives against someone's best moments and then feeling like we're the worst and we're never going to get there. And we forget the fact that Jesus was the expert on overcoming temptation, right? He was the perfect example of overcoming temptation. And that comes from us not looking within first. When we go to self-control, we go, I can do this on my own. It says self, self control. I can do it myself. What we forget there is when we grow closer to Jesus, we're supposed to become less of oneself. So growing in self-control means giving up your control, giving up why you're doing things for you, giving up, doing it for the scale, giving up, doing it for the pant size, giving up, doing your health for energy and doing it because Jesus died to give you this temple. Read through the old Testament, read through numbers. It's a, it's a, it's a long, it's a long book, but (laughs) I'm reading through it now and I have to keep rereading it. Like, Oh, what did I miss? Read through numbers and see just how much went into building the tabernacle where G where God came, right? Where his spirit dwelled. It dwells here in you now. And they spent months and years building candlesticks amongst everything else that they needed to build for this temple to be looking how God would have it. And we now have the spirit in us and we go, eh, it doesn't matter what I put in it. It's fine. And no, it, it absolutely matters what you put in your temple, both up here and through here and in here, through your heart, through your mouth and in your mind, what you feed your body matters. Stop comparing yourself to Susie's journey who has nothing to do with you. She has a faster metabolism than you. You're never going to have that metabolism. It's okay. There's something else that will work for you. And stop trying a new diet every Monday. Just stick to one and continue forth and push forward. Don't just say, I'm going to eliminate everything and hold yourself to an impossible standard. Allow yourself to just become less than and work for becoming less of yourself and becoming more of what God called you to be. Spiritual self-control cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. And we so often think that our health can just change. Why do I not have any motivation? Why do I not have any self-control? Did you come to the Lord with your prayer for sweets? Really come to the prayer, like down on your knees and you go, oh, that's such a, you know, silly prayer. There's war going on in Ukraine and I'm praying for strength for sweets. He, he hears all prayers, pray for it. It hasn't worked when you tried to do it on your own, pray for it. You need to depend on him to draw upon the power and the strength of the Holy spirit that has been given to you. And you cannot practice self-control well without it. You will fail every single time. You need the power that comes from that self-control. So pray on it. I need more self-control. We as moms go, I'm not going to pray for patience because I know what happens. Well, guess what? When we're praying for self-control, you guarantee temptations are going to come your way and they will 
no matter what, because Jesus told us that we are fighting temptations every single day. So why do they take us by such surprise? Like, oh, I can't believe my kids aren't listening today. Unbelievable. I can't believe I don't want to work out. This has never happened a day in my life. I can't believe that I want a sweet after dinner. There will be temptations coming your way that you will have to overcome and not find strength in you, find strength in him that build your self-confidence. This is not something that happens. Motivation does not just pop out of thin air and one day you're like, I am a motivated runner. No, it's not gonna, not gonna work that way. You need to be given the strength and draw from the well that lives from in you not the well that comes from the world. That's a dry desert land. That's not fueling you at all. It's filling you with sand and weighing you down. We are calling on the Holy Spirit to help us with self-control. It's a gift from him. And so often we just throw the gift away and we're like, I don't have that. No, you do have that. You've just been trying to do it on your own. It is a gift given to us that we now view as a burden and a setback and a trip up that we can't overcome. It's because it wasn't given to us from ourselves. We weren't like, here's motivation. Have a great day, Heather. Thank you so much, myself. I will have a great day. I'm gonna get everything done on my checklist. It was given to us. We have to acknowledge who we received it from first. You cannot draw on your own strength. You didn't give yourself that gift. The spirit did, along with 11 other gifts (laughs) that we can go on. And these gifts are hard, right? Because we are given the right to choose. I talked about this in the beginning, to choose Jesus to follow him, even when you're being persecuted, even when I do not want to be like Peter and deny that I even know who Jesus is while he's hanging on the cross. But if someone's coming at me with a machete and with my family, what am I going to do? Am I going to proclaim his name? Like that's a hard thing, right? It makes me shake in fear. Like, oh my gosh, like there are Christians that are going through this right now that are being massacred because they believe in Jesus. But we have to choose it. And you have to choose each day to not rely on yourself to get you where you want to be. To not rely on the scale to get you to your happiness. To not rely on your pant size to bring you joy. But to choose to follow Jesus and each day you do that to honor your body a little bit better every single day, every day. So second Peter, here we are again, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control. We don't just hop to self-control and we don't just hop to endurance and we don't just hop to, I made it. Your faith journey never ends. Your health journey doesn't either. You don't get to a size two and then go back to everything you were doing. You don't just view your nutrition 
as this thing that you're doing for a short period of time only to get back. What you were doing led you here. It's killing you slowly. So you need to give that up and move in a different way. Self-control is something we both need to make an effort for and receive. You need to strive for it and you need to, to open your hands to it. You cannot be like this on the couch, mad that you have to work out. You have to be like this and go, I'm working out because guess what? I can move my limbs today and I want to move them better and I want to treat them nicer. And I don't want osteoporosis, but I also want to <laughs> honor this temple that was given to me. I want to run this endurance race that Jesus has set for me with strength. And I can't get there like this. And I can't receive it like this either. I've prayed for health that didn't happen. Look at the position of your body. Look at the position of your face. Look at the position of your attitude. Look at the position of your mind. Is it closed off? Because if we're not making an effort to be better and making an effort to receive what was given to us, then we're trying on our own and we're trying in failure. We need to both stretch and grow and collaborate with the Holy Spirit to accomplish what Jesus has put us here to do. Is faith and fitness into that? Absolutely. Because you're going to need to be strong and have endurance to run this race. You can relate so much of the temptations that we're faced with in reality to things that you're going to overcome in the gym or at home or in your mind when you don't want to work out, but you push through anyway. Biblical self-control is giving up trying to control things on your own and surrendering to God. Not just surrendering though, working alongside him. He called us to work. Guess what? Your nutrition is going to take work. Your exercise is going to take work. Your self-control is going to take work. You showing up to work and getting to work, it's going to take work. You raising your kids, it will take work. You changing jobs is going to take work. Moving, it's going to take work. No one said it's easy. No one says it's going to happen without tribulation. The exact opposite happened. God calls us to work. So why do we sit here like this, just expecting health to fall from the sky and motivation to come down and hit us and kick us in the butt and self-control to just wipe off all sweet and salty, delicious things that we don't need no, we have to be an active part in that going, it's there and it's okay. Moving on. Or it's there. I chose to eat it. It's okay. It's not ruining my mood because I'm not going to allow food to control my joy any longer. Health requires the same thing. Giving up this need for everything to be perfect before you move forward. We need to choose to grow and stretch and continually. This isn't like, well, I've got biceps, I'm done. No, we need to continually be growing in our faith, in our walk with Jesus and with our bodies. Just as soon as you nail your fitness routine, it's going to change. Just as soon as you nail your nutrition, it's going to change. Every time you lose weight, your calorie intake changes. Every time you gain weight, your calorie intake changes. Once you go through pre-menopause, pre your calorie intake changes. When you go through menopause, it changes. When you're 
20, it's one way. When you're 65, it's another. So if you're still doing what you were doing in your 20s and your 40s, no wonder you're not losing weight. Our bodies are constantly changing. We're not supposed to work out like we did when we were 16, when we're 38. It's not supposed to work that way. Because guess what? Working out also puts stress on your body. And if you're stressing your body too much, you won't lose any weight because you're constantly in a state of inflammation. And uh, it goes on and on. We try to think we can do it all ourselves by reading all the articles, doing all the things, having all the knowledge. The knowledge you need comes from him. The spirit will tell you what to do. You need to be in tuned with the spirit. You cannot just take on your health journey on your own. Matthew 16, 24 says, if anyone desires to come after me, desires we have the choice to follow what Jesus' plan is for our life or to say, shh, I don't need you in this area. I've got this. I'll do it again. Don't worry. I know I fell. I don't need help up. I don't need you. I don't need you. That is a defense mechanism to being hurt. You shutting people off. And once you shut people off enough, you shut off Jesus. And then you think that it's all up to you. And it's not. Let him back in. Desire to go after Jesus. Every morning, desire to get closer to him. Allow him into your workouts. Allow him into your meals. Allow him into time with your kids. Allow him into your marriage. Allow him in. If anyone desires to come after me, what comes next? We go, yes, we want to come after you. Deny yourself. Let him deny himself. Oh, but I don't want to do that, Lord. I really love dessert after dinner. It's how I grew up. I don't want to deny myself that. I don't want to deny myself control, holding so tightly with a happy face on that I can do everything on my own. No, you can't. If you are following Jesus, you are becoming less and less confident in your decisions over what you're doing. And more and more confident in Jesus and the spirit's calling over your life. That means you're becoming less and less reactive on your emotions and more and more dependent on your calling. Stop allowing your emotions to control and knee jerk your reaction. It's Monday, 10 a.m. Good today. And by 10 p.m. tonight, you have scoffed down some buffet style dinner, like, oh my gosh, I blacked out. I didn't know what happened. Take it one step at a time. And after that, we're supposed to desire for him. We're supposed to deny ourselves. And then we're supposed to take up our cross and follow him. Taking up your cross in Matthew meant that you were literally putting a target on your back that said, I'm a Christian, open game, you can shoot me. It's literally saying, I'm not following what the world's doing anymore. I'm following Christ. The cross wasn't just this symbol we wore on our chest and got tattooed on our arms and, and all of this as a glorified thing. The cross then was crucifixion. The cross then was hanging. The cross then was death. The cross then was what murderers 
went on to be a spectacle and a laughing stock in front of the community. We're asked to take that up and follow Jesus. Yeah, that means saying no when your girlfriends are doing things that don't line up with what you're looking to do anymore. Yeah, that means being the harsh mom sometimes when your kids' friends are doing things that doesn't line up with where you're leading your kids to. And yeah, that means denying yourself and taking up some things like spinach when you don't really feel like it. They had to take up a cross and follow him. We have the choice up here and here with our mouths to follow him. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Set out to do it on your own, for yourself, for the scale, for whatever, a pant size, for a bathing suit, for these vain reasons, it won't work out. It won't last. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, this is Jesus speaking, will find it. Are you including Jesus in your health walk? Are you trying and trying unsuccessfully time and time again to do it on your own? You must become less of your emotions and more of your spirit. That means you need to become less of yourself. Stop saying I, 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 and start saying we. I'm working together with the Holy Spirit and stop expecting perfection day one and week three and month seven and year 28. It's never going to be perfect. It's not 22 years of experience in this field. It's not ever once been perfect for me. Not once. So stop expecting it to be perfect for you. Become less. Matthew 6, 13, stop expecting for perfection and start expecting tribulations. I want to be healthy. I'm going to be tested. I want patience. I'm going to be put into those situations that require patience. I want to get healthy. Guess what? I'm going to be tempted. And I will lean into Jesus during those times. Stop expecting easy and start expecting frustration. That's a hard one, right? But Romans 7, 23 through 25 tells us that. I'm not supposed to follow Jesus and go, this is a free ride. It's going to be easy. Stop expecting your kids to be well-behaved all the time. They're not going to be. Stop expecting them to eat exactly what you made. They're not always going to want to. Stop being surprised when they argue. Like, oh, I can't believe they're arguing. I can't believe they didn't for this long. Change your expectations. I knew I was going to gain weight. I knew it was coming. Only a matter of time. It's fine. My pants go up and down. It's all right because I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for something bigger. Stop doing it alone. And remember, you have the Holy Spirit that you need to activate, right? When it's activated for you to call on it, you need to activate some things in your life. You need to activate pushing play on a workout. You need to activate shopping and doing things differently, food prepping differently, meal planning differently. All these things you're gonna have to activate to do, but you first need to activate the Holy Spirit in you. It's activated when you give up trying to do it on your own all the times. Romans 6, 6. It happens when you stop putting so much pressure on yourself to be perfect. It's worth the effort. 
and the sacrifice. And as time goes on, you're going to get better at it. The things that tripped you up today, if you're starting today, aren't going to trip you up in July, but it'll be something else that trips you up. Instead of viewing the trip ups as this thing that are meant to take you down, they're the things that are meant to grow you higher, to bring you to more, to overcome things. Some of my clients, just a small change of wording. I hate vegetables. I got told a few times, except these ones. I was like, well, then no, you don't hate vegetables. You keep telling yourself that, but you actually do like them. Just not in the traditional way. And that's fine. Oh, okay. I do. Start telling yourself some truth today, ladies. Not the lies the world's trying to spew at us day after day after day. If you are looking for more motivation like this, if you are looking um, to grow not only in your health and fitness journey, but in your nutrition and your mindset and how we can take and activate the Holy Spirit even more throughout our health journey, you can comment activate below and we can talk just about what the Methodized Mom program does. It's not shakes, it's not fads, it's not anything like that. It is biblical truths to get you lifelong sustainable success, not done in your own strength, but done in the strength with the spirit, done without trying to be perfect, but to progress and done with a community of women around you that are going through the same thing to say, Hey girl, I got you. I've been there too. Let's work through it together. Stop trying to cover it up. Stop reading Instagram and Facebook and TikTok feeds that are filling you with nothing and start filling yourself with the word. Start filling yourself with the spirit and just start with one thing and it will get easier the more you do it. As time goes on, you get better. We don't expect babies to run marathons. We expect them to take one step. We celebrate it. Celebrate your steps in your health today. I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope that it was encouraging. If you need anything else, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And um, I will talk to you ladies soon. Thanks for joining me this Monday morning. And remember, you can catch all of the podcasts on your um, favorite podcast apps. Just search Fit and Faithful Moms. I will talk to you soon. Bye, ladies.